Welcome one, welcome all to episode 202 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, November 4th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, joined by my co-host, the Intrepid, Captain Logan. And in this episode, we have some cool news as Xbox has outsold the PlayStation 5 in Japan. BlizzCon news is now Xbox news, and so of course Phil Spencer has made an appearance, and we've got reviews for both Modern Warfare 3's campaign and the Talos Principle 2. As always, we hope you enjoy. Logan, we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better, but first, how are you, my friend? Doing good. Uh, yesterday, I think, was a, a bit of a rough day for everyone, and uh, the rest of the week has been really good, but... I don't know, man. Been focusing on BlizzCon news. It's like my bread and butter, you know, longtime Blizzard fan uh, hiccups aside. It's just uh, it was an interesting day yesterday to go through the news. But outside of that, uh, just having a good day, trying to trying to make Saturday an awesome day. There you go, man. There you go. Well, I love starting my Saturdays chatting games with you. Uh, we said we definitely did have an eventful week, to say the least. Uh, yeah. Good news, bad news, all that kind of stuff. But gaming wise, um, we got a lot of XCP love this week. Extra life is going on while you and I record. A lot of our friends are, uh, you know, doing different types of fundraisers, which is cool to see. And I know we've done a lot of XCP support to them in the lead up to their their showcases, which has been cool. Um, a lot of a lot of good vibes for sure, man. We uh we got some new Patreon members, which I'm excited to talk about. Yeah. But uh, first, I think we need to talk about who's made our gaming weeks better. Uh, I bet we have a similar shout out to start off. Yeah, I think I think it would probably be remiss of us not to not to just call out DJ Hero for this, right? Bam! Look at that! Look at that! Yeah, DJ Hero sent us some amazing uh, XEP merch and gifts. Uh, I got a really cool like card wallet. Uh, we got a really cool cup that you're showing off uh, with our names engraved on it. DJ Hero does like engravings uh, and different types of merch on like on his side of things. And so he's actually going to help us do XEP merch, which is uh, incredible. I've been chatting with him about different things we can do that are unique, but uh, engraved card wallet with a money clip is, is super cool. Engraved. Uh, what do you call it? A Tervis? Tumblr. A tur- Was it Tumblr? It's a Tumblr. It's a Tumblr, right? I always get that stuff confused. Um, so cool. I always think of Batman. Absolutely, uh, made. Yeah, I should think Batman, but absolutely made my day to get home see this package and i was i knew something was coming because he asked for our address um and he's been a longtime patron patron since we first started patreon uh Mm -hmm. and then to get this was just like no freaking way like this stuff is incredible quality i am stunned so i'm really honored that this showed up this was cool yeah yeah i was really excited i've been uh i i have had the same like breath of the wild uh wallet since like launch back in Mm -hmm. 2017 right and it was this year that i needed to slim down so i got like one of these little tiny kind of little wallet ones just Mm -hmm. to kind of have for like um uh uh, like a like a satchel for when i went to london just to kind of have things like quick and easy Mm -hmm. and i've always wanted to have like one of these little ridge wallet kind of um 
enclosures for mm-hmm. it just to kind of see how it works. The fact that it's got XCP and my name on it, like there's just, it's, it's so cool. There's, I'm, I'm going to be, you're stuck with me now. Like there's merch with my name on it now. So th- there's, it's true. <laughs> you true. can't, can't get rid of me. I, I, guess, be I guess I'll just cancel all those plans that I yes. just, you know, had building, you know, I know you were, you know, you're planning on like 52 episodes and then you're going to cut me off. But I know mm-hmm. it's, it's like, I'm, I'm past the trial period now. Mm-hmm. It's, there's right. merch with <laughs> That's it's right. official um but so yeah. cool to see though right oh dude it was awesome dude when i i opened it up i didn't know like what was what to kind of expect i knew it was going to be something but i didn't know like what mm-hmm. but to actually see it, it was really awesome then of course we started sharing photos of it and then of, of course our friends were like dude that's awesome so like when we gonna get some right like when mm-hmm. when is that going to be available for more people mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like all so- right so that led me to reaching out to, to DJ Hero, and, and he and I are actually chatting kind of as we are recording uh, about different things that they can put together. Um, I'm really excited for it because it's going to be unique style merch, like yeah. really unique stuff, engraved cups, uh, leather patch hats, things like that. Um, it's all new to me, and I'm a little taken aback by how many people were really interested in it. So bear with me, listeners, because it's new, and I was like, I never thought we'd get here. So kind of a yeah. cool thing and now that uh soccer is winding down i'll have some extra time to get back to interviews work on this kind of stuff um but i'm excited because dj hero is one of my favorite people in general and just to to see this was like all right all right let's put this in action so definitely gonna gonna work on this one uh for sure and then uh logan we also got a lot of patron love like we got some new yeah. patrons some up tiers it was pretty cool right yeah it was really nice to have uh have that that come in as well too. Very busy week um, as far as like the patron side of things. That mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, I I was I was so deep in BlizzCon that I did not realize like how much was going on. So when I popped over to like the Discord and saw uh, folks like popping in and joining and stuff, I was like, oh dang, there's stuff mm-hmm. like that at Blizzard. I should pay attention to. Oh yeah, it it was really cool to see. Um, just how many people were jumping into the chat. Uh, I want to shout out one of our new patrons, uh, Nick Johnson. He subscribed at tier two uh, and jumped into our, pa- our Discord right away, shared his gamer tag, uh, chatting with everybody. That was an absolute blast. Um, also, you know, shout out to uh, new patron Regis Stella, the Brony Pirate, who I think made their way over from Keelhauled. Yeah, um, good old Regis. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, do you know Regis? Yeah, Regis is good peeps. Uh, Regis has been like one of the the first supporters for Keelhauled when I opened up the Patreon, mm-hmm. and when I started doing the uh, the end of the month um, episodes for mm-hmm. community members, uh, he's been there like every single time. That's for cool. years. That's cool. Well, I'm stoked uh, to have Regis as part of our community uh, and and whatnot. That was really cool. So shout out to uh, Regis and then Ellery. They up their tier to tier two as well. So a lot Very of cool, cool. love uh, uh, showing in. So shout out to all of them. That really uh, made my week better in, in a lot of ways because it was a tr- it was a trying week personally. Um, a lot of stuff happening yeah. at school. Some of my kids going through some very difficult things. Lost We lost one of our own. So it was definitely tough. And then just to kind of like have this beacon and of happiness just be there was amazing. We had a gaming night where where. A bunch of us were in the XCP like voice chat and just 
all playing like either COD or Battlefield or whatnot, but just exchanging laughs and being silly. That was a blast. Yeah. So we can agree COD is the better Battlefield, right? Yes, COD is the better Battlefield, of course. Yeah. Like Battlefield's fine. That's it's great, but uh, COD is is the better Battlefield. Yeah. It was fun talking with Clint and uh, (laughs) uh, and just uh yeah talking so much junk and and all the while knowing that we're all old and not very good um yeah it was it was a good time i i've definitely noticed the more people in our voice chat when we're gaming the worse we do because Mm -hmm. we're we're not paying attention Mm -hmm. and everyone's chatting so much that you can't hear footsteps Mm -hmm. so i was repeatedly getting shot in the back of the head and i'm like (laughs) i didn't hear that I didn't yep. hear that at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and for the listeners, you should know that Logan gets very sweaty in in these games. Like he's so intense and tactical. I think we like offhand mentioned it like a week or so ago. But you get very serious when you play Call of Duty. It is funny. Yeah, I I am a competitive person, but I I very much pull away from that on purpose because I know mm-hmm. I'm not a good winner. I know I'm not a good loser either. So I <laughs> I try to stay away from competition mm-hmm. because I know it's like knowing you're an angry drunk. Like if you're an angry mm-hmm. drunk, you stay away from alcohol. Right. Well, you try to. You should. You should probably mm-hmm. stay away from alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with competitive gaming, I'm a I'm a sore loser mm-hmm. and I and I know that and I and I look for the blame. So I only play games where I don't care about the competition aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't play ranked modes um because of how i am and i know that and it's just that's how it is but when we're playing call of duty and when we're we're trying to win a match i have to pick a different i have to pick like a different objective like Mm -hmm. with the haunting for cod it's been i have to get all my souls that's all Mm -hmm. i care about i don't care win or lose i have to get all my souls as long as i get all my souls that fulfills the the requirement for what i was working towards but yes i tend to get sweaty i'm i'm not a good winner i'm not a good loser so I try to stay away from that kind of stuff on a regular basis. Well, it, it's definitely been fun just kind of like exploring this. And I know we're going to talk about Call of Duty's campaign and some of the marketing that kind of came from that. Uh, yeah. A lot of really cool topics to, to dive into this week. And like a, we, got, and we got a ton of listener questions this week, so I'm excited to get to it. Let's um, do it. Let's yeah, get well, into the, the call outs. Whose turn is it to read our shout outs this week? Good, sir. I think it's yours. All right, I'm ready okay. to rock if you are. <clears throat> Shout out to our tier two and three patrons uh, and all of our patrons for keeping the lights on and the content coming. Remember, you can support us over at patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass, just like Nicholas Johnson, Ellery Woods Parker III, Nicholas Downey, Rob Frawley II, Tao Zochi, Trickster, Xbox Skittle, Steel Rain, Matto1606, Randallthor19, Silkin' It, Rick Gaffney, African, a.k.a. Charles Jones, Game Positive, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you guys for helping us keep the lights on, the content coming, and goodness knows it's been uh, a lot of stuff lately that you guys have been supporting. We appreciate you. 
Uh, we had a great community episode, I think, a week or so ago, Logan. That was such a blast. A lot of patrons joined us there. Um, stoked for more of that. Stoked for more of that. But, dude, Xbox news is Blizzard news, and Blizzard news is Xbox news. BlizzCon 2023 happened, is happening, I guess, as we speak. Yep. Phil Spencer made his appearance. Uh, pretty darn cool to see him take the stage there. I know you were following this. I gathered some notes, but it looks like you were kind of uh watching a bit more on this one is that right oh dude blizzcon this is um out of the last four blizzcons that have happened the last mm-hmm. one was in 2019 mm-hmm. uh this is the first time i like i missed a whole bunch because i mm-hmm. just i was i was in alaska i could not go down to california not in mm-hmm. a good position to be able to do it ever since i moved to california I've gone to either like the parties or just like the outside stuff or gone to the actual BlizzCons. Um, and this is the first time that like I, I don't get to go to a BlizzCon because I didn't think they were doing one this year. And I made mm. two trips prior this year for Sea of Thieves stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have the, the money or the PTO to really be able to make another trip. So I'm bummed because a lot of my friends that were working on Heroes of the Storm are either working on different games or are heading to BlizzCon to like hang out and stuff. And the friends that I knew through Heroes of the Storm uh, are there as well. And I, I'm I'm just bummed that I don't get to go like hang out with them and see yeah. them again. Um, so, but yeah, I was watching BlizzCon. They had the opening day streamed, um, mm-hmm. which is very un, unusual. Usually that you have to buy a pass to be able to watch all the panels. Usually mm-hmm. you get like the opening ceremony. Uh, and the opening ceremony is kind of like their, it, it used to be like a thing that you would see at like E3 when people would be like, all right, well, this is what we're going to tell our stockholders and the people purchasing our games to be excited mm-hmm. for, right? Like that was the pitch. And now it is just kind of like them speaking to the community about all of the games that they have in production and what's coming for them. And to have things kind of kick off with Mike Yabara being the first time he's ever hosted uh, a, a BlizzCon was very interesting because we're, we're so used to not having him being the president of Blizzard. Mm-hmm. And to have Microsoft CEO Phil Spencer show up, I was surprised. I was not expecting Phil to be there because mm-hmm. this is the first time he's ever been there. Um, even though he's like been a Blizzard fan. Mm-hmm. for for in there with their games and stuff um it was really kind of cool to see like hey this is a turning point uh you're part of the microsoft family now mm-hmm. we're here to listen to contribute and to to ensure that you all as gamers are happy and knowing wh- where he comes from from the xbox perspective seeing mm-hmm. him at a blizzcon really kind of reaffirms the hope that a lot of the core values that Blizzard has that are on the ring that is surrounding the giant wolf statue at their main headquarters in Irvine, California, mm-hmm. will be reaffirmed that there will actually be weight behind the words. Mm-hmm. Because for a long time, those have felt meaningless. Uh, the the consideration to their to their uh, to their um, communities, the consideration to their employees, the things that they're doing. And I'm hoping that with Microsoft and with Phil stepping out on stage, there's going to be a, a an acknowledgement that Blizzard has been moving down a path that has been more predatory and has been 
uh, more geared towards microtransactions and that we can mm-hmm. try and pull away from that with production and let games be games for the sake of having like an experience and not trying to push the Kotick uh, mantra of make every effing dollar you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Well, he, Phil Spencer had some specific words on that that topic um, that I thought was really cool. And, and he mentioned just uh, like how he wanted Xbox and Blizzard to work to build a future of inclusion and trust. And to your point, seeing Ibarra out there, knowing that there's a history between Ibarra and Xbox, seeing that Ibarra has, has done a lot for inclusion in, in many ways has been cool. I don't know if it's quite where people want it, but there's definitely an air of improvement across Blizzard, which is exciting to see. Uh, obviously, Diablo 4 launched incredibly and then had this massive misstep with season one that they are rekindling with season two. They talked about season three in there. Um, a lot of cool stuff kind of going on that we see with Diablo specifically, uh, including two major expansions. Uh, one of them being, what's the first one called vessel of hatred vessel of hatred is going to take us to the Tanan jungle where we're going to be following the girl whose name I forgot, who has Mephisto soul stone Mm -hmm. from the main campaign. So that'll be really cool because I love Tanan Jungle. I think it's one of my favorites from Diablo 2. Um, mm-hmm. It's where you get the little little kind of headhunter guys in there and stuff. It's fantastic. The, cinem- the cinematic that they showed for it, kind of showing like the foliage and stuff, has such big hopes for me because right now everything that we've been doing has been in like the desert or the snowy mountain or things like, you know, like kind of the swamps and stuff. And I want like mm-hmm. legit, you know, jungle jungle um, with some of that, because it, it definitely harkens to some history with uh, just Diablo in general. It's it's where some of the really cool stuff has, has been in, like Duriel and what, or not, not Duriel. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, Vessels of Hatred is going to be the first expansion. That will be about a year or so after the launch of Diablo 4. That'll be really interesting to see like how that goes. Seasons, season of Blood right now is, is popping off. It's really good. I don't necessarily like the vampire curses that are in there but i'm like one level away from finishing my season pass in there Mm -hmm. um and overall i would say like the build that i'm going is uh, feels fun feels good i definitely think that they've made a lot of improvements 40 percent increase in leveling speed to get Mm -hmm. to 100 which is is huge you know 40 percent faster is is huge considering how long it took to get the level 100 at at launch Mm -hmm. um so really good to see that and they're doing some uh, holiday stuff starting on the 12th of uh, December that will kind of change some of the areas to be kind of like, a, uh, f- you know, like Christmas themed, but with a, a dark devil kind of Diablo feel to it, which is, is really cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. I'm, d- I'm digging that. I'm down for that. Um, yeah, that makes me excited. I was surprised i guess by how interested i've been in different things as a result of activision's acquisition um i've always mm. enjoyed cod but to to different per, you know like different ele- uh, levels of of intensity throughout my like gaming career it was diehard in the 360 era a little bit kind of mixed through the xbox one era of like how much i liked cod i was one of the people that liked the infinite warfare which me uh seemed to enrage the internet here and there how dare but, you but i know but it was neat to see that like Phil Spencer's 
visiting Activision a week or so ago. It's mm-hmm. neat to see him at BlizzCon saying the right things, talking about not just games and IP, but inclusion and trust and improving relationships with gamers. Um, talking about how, you know, World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, Diablo, these are now Xbox properties and we need to do right by them. That's a cool thing to watch happen, I think. Um, so I'm pleased to see uh, this kind of go on. Uh, they they did a lot of littler, uh, littler stuff, smaller things, uh, smaller announcements but t- to me, but were a big deal to others. There was a mobile game for Warcraft uh, showcased. There's a new o- Overwatch hero who I'm very disappointed to find out, Logan, uh, in the wake of Xbox's acquisition. This is not Master Chief coming to Overwatch. So it's I'm crazy. Outraged. I'm yeah. pissed. Three um, weeks time, they couldn't have thrown together Master Chief. Ridiculous. It's a little upsetting. Uh, he's yeah. also not in camp, uh, campaign or multiplayer launch for Modern Warfare 3. So, yeah. like, what are we doing? Yeah. But uh, in short, like, I feel like this is this is good news. As we watch BlizzCon, I feel like there's good vibes coming out of it at the time of recording. Yeah, shout out to um, Warcraft Rumble, which is a buddy of mine. He's been working on that for a few years now. Well, that's cool. Uh, that is, uh, it's a mobile game, but it's like uh, Clash of Clans. Mm-hmm. It's it's the closest thing to an RTS that we're we've gotten from Blizzard since Warcraft Three Reforged, which was mm-hmm. a, a disaster. And honestly, considering the last the last RTS before we before that was Starcraft Two, um, it's it's been a hot minute since we've had like a like a an RTS style game. But this is it's like a uh, offensive defensive tower defense game in Warcraft world, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like um little mini figures in in you know like in a game sense but having a lot of fun playing that i've uh, burned through my phone's battery like three times already just since launch and uh it's the leveling could be faster but it's definitely a fun game to to kind of have like that little um i don't know it's like a paper rock scissors you know you got like right. the the, the ranged are good against flying flying's good against melee melee's good mm-hmm. against ranged or sure. uh, yeah kind of thing but yeah it's been pretty fun so overall i would say that the the thing to take away from blizzard is that mikey barra is doing a pretty decent job of uh of, of kind of heading up the studio now mm-hmm. um phil spencer kind of being present really does kind of show like this is going to be uh, there's there's an overwatching of blizzard to, yeah. to use the the phrase yeah uh, that that you know Microsoft is going to be taking care of of things over there, uh, but also like Chris Metzen is now back in a story role uh, for Warcraft, and they've announced the next three expansions, which are going to probably be smaller expansions. That overall is going to take care a lot of or take care of a lot of the story threads that have been ignored over the last like five or six years, mm-hmm. and finally like address all of that stuff Mm -hmm. so wow fans that have been annoyed with like expansions making a storyline and then dropping it for the next expansion should be happy knowing that they will go and try and like finish up that story so they can actually like start fresh with a new story instead of like ignoring stuff that they've done in the past that had weighted impact but never got addressed again gotcha or resolved That makes sense. No, that makes yeah. good sense. Um, bottom line, I feel cool. I, I, I'm i looping back just to say that, like, this is exciting, at least yeah. to me. You know, like, I think this is awesome. I'm stoked to see kind of what comes of it all. Um, 
neat stuff i think in the works and xbox continues to can build this space and work towards things and uh i feel like that kind of ran at odds a bit because modern warfare 3 has has launched its campaign uh we did get review codes on playing through the campaign right now i've played a good bit of it um kevin butler is playing a bit and talk giving me his impressions as well um you and i've been playing the multiplayer of just modern warfare 2 a lot lately as well also but the reason I bring this up, and we'll loop back to some of the machine games announcements, but the reason I bring this up is that as Xbox has acquired Activision, a lot of the properties, are they thought of as Xbox? Are they not? We're seeing Modern Warfare being you know, uh, advertised and marketed with the PlayStation 5, which of course makes good sense. There's marketing deals in place, but the irony of it is not lost on, on us, and I've made a few jokes here and there. Then there was a, a moment in time, a flashpoint, I thought, that I thought was really egregious for a couple reasons. And the internet disagreed and agreed in a very heavy vitriol. Um, and it was such a small thing that I think got too much attention. If you booted up your Xbox at a certain time on the day of launch for Modern Warfare 3 or around it, you got the splash screen that said, hey, this is available now by the Vault Edition, $99 or whatever your equivalent was in your area. And quick B press and you're out, you never see it again. But it was right there in your face the moment you booted up your Xbox. It wasn't like you opened the store. It wasn't like it was a part of the dash, which it is. Uh, it was just a huge splash screen, and it was a quick B press. You're done. But it was right there. Now, contextually, this was the same thing that was done with Starfield, with Forza, uh, and other Xbox properties. I was bothered by it, though, in a way that I was not bothered by by it with Forza, with Starfield, and and I I. I feel like it was Redfall, but I cannot remember. Um, I was bothered. Many were as well. Many were not. A lot of people going back and forth. It was a B press and done. So there's a way to, you know, there's a, there's a context to that. Yes and no. Okay. Um, so there's no indicator on the actual screen that mm -hmm. B will take you out of it. There's okay. no, there's no indicator. There's three buttons. There's buy, there's buy the vault edition, and then there's exit. Mm -hmm. The problem that I have with this is not that it's a full screen ad. I'm fine with a full screen ad. I get it. They want to advertise games. Console is probably the best place to actually do that. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem that I have with it is, is that the first button that's accessible to you mm -hmm. that you may hit a on is buy now. Like, and that kind of harkens to the issue that uh, a lot of people had when Diablo 4 Season 1 launched, where the first button that you mm -hmm. can click on when you open up the Season tab mm -hmm. is the Purchase Season Pass. And a lot of people who got the uh, Collector's Edition or, or like the, the Big Bundle had an accelerated pass that would automatically like get claimed when you, when you claim the, the, the Season Pass for Season 1. So a lot mm -hmm. of people accidentally not realizing what button they were hovering over uh, claimed the season one pass for Diablo four unintentionally. Mm -hmm. And this again is what I had issue with the, the splash screen. Not that it was there, not that they, not that they, um, you know, had you kind of advertised to, to, to something that was not on game pass, mm -hmm. but it was the fact that the first button that you can press is a button that charges you. Or, or doesn't automatically charge you. It probably takes you to the screen to actually go like purchase it and stuff. But the mm -hmm. fact that is, is that it is trying to purposefully route you to the store to do that. 
as opposed to having an indicator of how to get out of that screen outside of hitting the escape button or the the x button or the exit button um they need to be a little more honest about what that is like mm-hmm. yes it's an ad we understand it have a sponsored tag on there have a button that says exit b um have an exit button on there have the exit button be the first button that is highlighted and give players you know a little more conscious agency over this is not something that I I have been able to speak to, but I would love to understand from an accessibility perspective for someone with uh, vision impairment, mm-hmm. what does it read to them? Are there screen menu narr- uh, narrations that are taking them? Are they wondering how they're getting to the store by mm-hmm. hitting a button when they first boot up their Xbox? Like mm-hmm. Those are concerns that I have that I think I personally am more concerned about than mm-hmm. if it's a, first, a full page ad. That makes good sense. Uh, I think for me, so for me, my my problem was not at all related to that. Um, mm-hmm. I acknowledge the whole like, you know, it shouldn't be misleading as far as where the buttons are because we've had that conversation before. I was upset with that with Diablo. Yeah. Um, my con- contextually frust- contextual frustration with this had more to do with the nature of Call of Duty uh, versus a Starfield or a Forza. Yeah. And Call of Duty unlike Forza and Starfield is not launching into game pass. So, you know, the argument of like your $500 box, your $15 a month subscription, it's not launching into that. Then, uh, it is very microtransaction heavy and segmented in different ways. Uh, I am very impressed with call of duty in a lot of ways. It's got a, a campaign, uh, talk about modern warfare series. It's got a campaign. It's got a free to play, a uh, multiplayer element with Warzone and a battle royale. It's got a multiplayer element that's a full suite. Uh, it's got a PVE section in in uh, Modern Warfare 2 for raids and for co-op. And there is a DMZ mode, which is an extraction level co-op PVE, PV, PVE PvP mode. All of that is in Call of Duty. That's fantastic. And I genuinely think there's a ton of content people don't know about there. The problem is it's so microtransaction heavy and not being in Game Pass, that I am bothered by the premise of their saying, hey, buy this. This is just a game that we sort of own, sort of don't right now. And it's not a factor in, in the subscription service. And I think maybe that's what bothers me. Whereas Starfield, you get it if you have Game Pass. Forza, you get it if you have Game Pass. Neither is microtransaction heavy, right? I think there's some in Forza, but it's not primary. Uh, and there's none in Starfield. So I guess that was what bothered me about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know that that's, but I've seen a lot of agreement and disagreement here. It's not a big deal because it's one button press, but it feels like it's a slippery slope. Well, it's, I mean, it starts with one, then it goes to one that has like a delay before you can actually like go get away from it. Mm-hmm. Then it turns into two. Then it turns it into two, but then you have to like go through the store to get out of it. It's like, mm-hmm. That is the slippery slope that you're talking about. The The main thing that I think the issue is overall is, is it's one thing when it's a small tile. It's another when it's a whole freaking screen. Mm-hmm. You you expect to see the dashboard when you pop up. It should it should like have that like are the tiles not enough? Right. Right. Yep. Um definitely bothered a lot of gamers it'll be interesting to see how microsoft reacts to this going forward because like i responded to josh muncie and that's what got me a lot of 
uh, I'll say engagement, but that wasn't what I was going for. A lot of response, good and bad about like, yo, I agree, disagree, because there was definitely a lot of dialogue around it. I know Windows Central wrote an article, which also polarized some people. Whatever it is, I'll be curious to see how Xbox handles this stuff going forward because they do have a lot of live service games. They do have microtransaction heavy games. They've also acknowledged and are working on a lot of single player content. Fully expect to see this with Hellblade. Fully expect to see this with Towerborn. Uh, fully expect to see this with Fable and every other game that's on the way. Um, it'll just be interesting to see if they adjust how it's being done because we've seen Microsoft respond to price approaches on a number of things that some people called predatories, other people called uh, egregious. It'll just be interesting to watch, right? Um, definitely something to note. I want to, we'll come, let, let's stick with Modern Warfare 3 for a moment. The campaign is out, Logan. Um, a lot of people in the review space are giving it low scores. IGN gave it a four, GameSpot a five. Um, I'm seeing other outlets kind of be frustrated with it with during their review in progress. Um, I'm several missions in, and I just completed the Modern Warfare 2 campaign a week ago. And yeah. going from Modern Warfare 2's campaign, which is in freaking credible, strongly recommend everybody check that out. That is a great first-person shooter, um, really great action set pieces, just a good time. Played it at the difficulty you enjoy. Um, absolute blast is Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 3's first mission is more of that, and it's awesome. The rest of the game, or the majority of the rest of the game, is taking place in like open combat scenarios where you have an objective, and it's an open map similar to like a chunk of like a Warzone map or uh, mm -hmm. an, a Fortnite map or you know like an open world. And it says, "Hey, go accomplish this task. Kill this person. Take get these documents. Uh, take out this missile site. Mm. Go accomplish that. Here's your open world to do that in." And it's, it's not a huge open world for each one that I've experienced, but it's definitely open. And it's very different than Call of Duty's traditional style for a campaign, yeah. which I think is what's bothering so many people. Um, in, in my hours with it so far, because it's a short campaign and I, I'm over halfway through, in my time with it, I'm not in the five category. This is a seven. Like, it's good. It's, it's fun. But it's not traditional Call of Duty in the Modern Warfare series. And I think that's what's bothering people. This reminds me, Logan, and I, I had this thought as I was playing it, and I've not heard anybody else make the comparison. Did you ever play Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes? Not the Ground Zeroes, no. But I, I, know what you're, I know where you're going with this. It's a shorter experience with a lot of ways to accomplish the task. That's how these missions feel. It feels like you're playing Ground Zeroes missions, where mm. it's like, all right, here's a known area. You've done this before. As you unlock things, it's kind of like a roguelike in that you keep your stuff uh, unlocked and you can add and, and make multiple runs through it. Um, go accomplish your tasks and you get better and more efficient as you go. It's very interesting. It's not what Call of Duty sets an expectation for, especially in its first mission. So I understand where everybody's frustrated with it. I yeah. think... Uh, the accusations of it being DLC, the reports of it being DLC, feeling like DLC are all very accurate. I see it. I feel it. I'm with a lot of people on that one. I'm not bothered by it because of all the stuff I listed earlier about what comes with Call of Duty. We're getting a zombies mode in this one. We're getting PvE content, PvP content. I'm stoked for all that. The mm -hmm. campaign, this is a new take on it. Admittedly, it feels a little bit rushed. Um, 
I'd be I'd be frustrated if it was like a full price and this is all you got. I just think if you're buying full price for Call of Duty, you're not usually doing it for the campaign. Yeah. Okay, so a couple questions. Sure. Does it play well? Like is it buggy? Is the frame rate choppy? No, no problems for me so far, personally. Uh -huh. Um, and I've not seen anything good or bad on that front. I've had no issues so far. Um okay. it's it you you loaded it you load it through the Call of Duty hub um which is now a massive hub which is too too crowded but it's got like you know modern warfare 2 modern warfare 3 you can play the legacy titles the warzone dmz multiplayer it's a lot it, it's hit, hit you with a lot but yeah. the the modern warfare 3 campaign is just more call of duty so it's smooth as butter when you play um the guns all feel great and unique to themselves yeah but I'm Luke Lore saying that 37. Like I, I played the Modern Warfare 2 campaign on a harder difficulty. Uh, didn't get in a special achievement for it because I didn't play on the hardest difficulty. Bummed. Um, so I'm playing this one on regular, having a good mm -hmm. time, trying to get the achievements, doing the different objectives. I'm having a blast. It's good. Yeah. It's not great. It's not as good as the other one. It's definitely not to me a four or a five. It's, yeah. it's fun. So it 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 runs well. Uh, it plays fine. Like. Mm -hmm. The only thing is, is that there's there's not like that tailored campaign experience that you that you get with uh, Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, the high the high intensity set piece action uh, action missions. adventure yeah action missions are not quite here in okay. Modern Warfare Three the way they are two and one and two are just incredible great writing great great uh, action storylines they know what they are they're mm. kind of like I, Modern Warfare is one and two. Are like when you loved Fast and Furious. So wherever you were in your Fast and Furious journey when you liked them, that's Modern Warfare's one and two. This is like a Tokyo Drift. You're like, mm, is this? Do, do I like this? And I think people will eventually end up liking it, but it's such a departure from what was known that yeah. it's definitely difficult. And I understand the criticisms. It is different. It is way different. And it's not nearly as curated. It does feel like an add-on, the campaign specifically. But in context of the greater arrival of Call of Duty. I'm not as bothered by it. It's just that that's not out yet. That's more Call so, of Duty. So this kind of falls in line with, uh, I guess, uh, like my comparison, because I don't, I've never watched the final Fast and Furious movies, but I, I can mm -hmm. equate it to uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight and then Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, kind of. That's not a, that's not a bad analogy. That's not a bad analogy. The okay. difference is that, well, no, Dark Knight Rises is an absolute mess. Um, yeah. It's an like when you step back, it's an absolute mess. But the acting is still good in Modern Warfare Three. Like there is some really cool moments. I've grown to really like the characters, which mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting. Like that's the thing about playing it two and then going straight into three. Yeah, I'm like invested. I'm invested. Yeah. I'm very invested in these characters, which I would never have expected with Call of Duty. And that just shows how I'm changing as a gamer. Because mm -hmm. uh, I like I love the multiplayer, sure, but like I'm like yeah, price. That's right. I'm with it. One of the one of the cool quotes earlier was like, uh, um, you're classified are my secrets. Do you trust me? And price it zooms in on price's face and he goes implicitly. And it was like a moment. I was like, oh, my gosh, because yeah. the, the the visuals are beautiful. It is Immortals of Avium level face animation. Yeah. So like really good facial animation and you're like the characters look fantastic in the cutscenes. Um, it's like playing a really good action movie. Yeah. But three is different and I get it.
That's what I like about the modern warfares is is it feels like that's what I was worried about with Cold Cold War because I was very invested in the idea of Cold War, but mm-hmm. a lot of people had issues with Cold War, so I haven't played through that campaign, mm-hmm. and I didn't touch Vanguard. I won't I won't touch Vanguard. Uh, but the modern warfare games with price and stuff, mm-hmm. I've been very happy with my experience with them, and I've gotten about halfway through Modern Warfare Two. Uh, which I put down to play multiplayer with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I just never, I never ended up going back. I was in the mm-hmm. middle of like a sniper mission and just really enjoyed it. And I was like, I want to take my time with that. And I don't want to rush it. And I feel like Absolutely. if I jump back in now, I'd probably have to rush it. And I don't want to do that. So go back, I'll probably go back and finish it. Uh, when I, when I feel honestly, I'm kind of in a weird spot where I'm just, jumping between season passes at this point for whatever reason like i can't focus on mirage i can't focus on jedi i can't focus on like dead island i I just for whatever reason like single player games i can't focus i need to have like yeah social engagement and stuff right now so i totally get that so i haven't been able to, to jump back into any campaigns as of right now it's all been multiplayer i uh i think getting a chance when you do when you are ready go going back versus the other games you mentioned going back to like a call of duty is probably better for where you're at mentally than some of the other stuff yeah Um, probably just just on account of what it is right um it's low stakes action you don't have to be invested like i have put down alan wake 2 for a bit just because we had a lot of really sad horrible things happen in our in my school week this week Mm-hmm. for our students and i didn't want heavy right kind yeah. of what we talked similar to what we talked about turn my brain off and that's why it's been such a good joy for me but like alan wake 2 is incredible but it's not yeah. what i need right now and there's time to play other stuff so that's where i'm at you know yeah yeah i'll, I'll be looking forward to jumping into the campaign it's kind of like spider-man 2 right now like oh, I, I, I haven't finished miles morales so mm-hmm. I don't care if I play Spider-Man 2 right now because I want to wait until I get finished up with Miles Morales. And same thing with mm-hmm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Like I haven't finished the campaign for two. So I'm not I'm not fussed about the the pre-order getting early access and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. that, that in and of itself is a whole nother topic because that early access uh, preload stuff is starting to come to World of Warcraft as well. Mm-hmm. So it happens with Call of Duty on a regular basis, uh, mm-hmm. happened with Diablo 4, now it's happening with World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. becoming a much more true uh, kind of like in, in instigated trend with Activision Blizzard titles. We saw this with Forza Horizon 5 as well and Starfield. EA titles uh, also, they do that with their sports series. Yep. It's so, the norm now. Good or bad, I'm not taking a position, I'm saying... I think it's the well, I, th- I think that's a conversation I'd like to have at some point. Like it would yeah. be it would be interesting to have the conversation of. Excuse me, early access and uh, whether or not it's worth it for the money, because I think a lot of it comes down to how invested are you in the game? How much money are you spending versus how much time you're actually getting mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that we talk about, like, what's a single player campaign worth in value? Right. For the hours that it takes to complete Call of Duty's four to five hours, mm-hmm. you're paying a full price game for it and you're paying even more for early access. There's an expectation there. You know, that's an interesting thing, because. In the case of Starfield, you're correct. 
you're paying extra for early access, right? You could have paid uh, to get the $100 edition or plus, or you could have mm-hmm. upgraded from Game Pass into the, what was it called? Deluxe? It was called the premium upgrade. The premium Constellation upgrade. edition. Constellation was, was the highest, highest, but like there were, they did it with Redfall, a lot of like pay extra to get early access. Those are yeah. single player driven or story experiences in Redfall, you know, you can co-op it, but Call of Duty is unique though, Logan, and I'll push back a little bit when you buy that vault edition, you get early access to the campaign, but then you get all the benefits that come in the multiplayer suite, extra guns, extra COD points. That but kind you of still stuff. have to wait till the 10th True. for all that. True. So yes. You're only paying extra for that four to five hour campaign a week early. But all the, but, but the money you paid for the vault edition also gives you multiplayer content. That's what it, I'm saying. It does. But, that content is like call of duty modern warfare 2 still rolling and like it's still going so why is why is the content for modern warfare 3 gated to the launch date of november 10th Mm. if you're paying for early access and only getting the campaign especially when the campaign oh i was gonna say just just because of the length of the campaign Mm -hmm. it it always goes and it goes back to my point of how much are you willing to spend to get early access for content versus how much time like between the official launch and the the pre-order launch uh time do you get you get a week with the campaign but you still have to sit on it for the you 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 pay for all of that content but you're only getting access to the campaign for a full week you know, it's interesting to hear you hear hear you talk about like the length of the campaign and such. And I, I, like months ago, we talked about how some games are too long, right? And yes. like what the approximate length of a game should be. Shorter games are better for a lot of people. Yes. Um, and I feel like no matter what it was, we'd be unhappy with the nature of it. Or, or let me rephrase that. No matter what it was, we'd be able to offer critique because I don't know that there is an exact right formula. Um, but certainly launching the campaign now does raise eyebrows the interesting thing about a lot of the modern warfare two to three stuff is that it transitions like the content from two rolls to three 90 90 to 95 percent of the content rolls over which i love i'm invested in that the battle pass is great because we for review we got two vault edition codes um but a lot of that vault edition content goes forward, but also works currently in modern warfare two the cod points Mm. uh will apply some of the unlock stuff there's a lot of stuff that transitions between them and works in a lot of what I'm excited about, the PVE modes um, when they arrive. So it's, I think, and not quite unprecedented, but it's the nature of trying to do a box launch with a live service that I think we're going to get away from. I think in future, Call of Duty will not be a yearly install. Nobody's edgy, by the way, for saying that, like, oh, it's going to go away now. That was always the case. This was a DLC that they wanted to get a box release out while they still could. And going forward, there are adjustments that are happening to the Call of Duty formula to mimic more of a Fortnite style formula. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that, and, and less so about the, uh, to be clear, less so about the length of the campaign. Mm-hmm. I think that does hurt it. But I think if you were to buy mo- the Vault edition of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, mm-hmm. there's no reason in my mind to not just open up the other modes that are available, the PVE modes that are available. Mm -hmm. at the time of launch knowing that the multiplayer stuff which is what a a large portion of the community are going to be playing on 
mm-hmm. launches on the 10th and that's what opens up all of the maps for all of the past stuff but if you're buying the early launch edition i think there's no reason why you shouldn't especially given how much how much stuff is moving between two and three that they couldn't have opened up more modes beyond mm-hmm. just the campaign i think that's what bugs me more is is that you're only getting access to the campaign and the campaign is is a week early mm-hmm. and had the had the campaign been like something that could have been justifiable for a week's worth of time i think that would be a different conversation as as such it feels like you could probably complete this in like four or five days so mm-hmm. you know did you really need that whole week early access mm-hmm yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. And I'm curious how much of our audience stuck with us through this conversation, because part of it's about Call of Duty, part of it's about live service, part of it's about content distribution. Yeah, and that's that's a, an ongoing debate as the gaming industry shifts, right? How many layoffs have we seen in the last few months as companies shift strategies in their live service products? I mean, how many games are truly successful live service and roll content appropriately treat treat employees well? Uh, we've seen Destiny have struggles. We've seen Fortnite have different struggles as Epic laid people off in favor of the Epic Game Store. Dumb. Um, but then Fortnite just now, they're launching a a, a one month fifty level game pa- uh, season pass, which is clearly like a stopgap as they do OG Fortnite to prep yeah. for their next thing live service keeping people happy bungie and, and destiny like there's a lot of ups and downs right and i kind of like that i just bought spider-man and played spider-man bought starfield played starfield you know mm-hmm. like that is a nice thing next to all of this so like alan wake that'll be a confined experience whatever i am ready for it um you know like it's it's just a it's a neat dichotomy that's kind of juxtaposed to one another but yeah I'm, just fascinated to watch it happen and glad that I can be a participant and not like carrying a torch. I don't want to carry a torch. Yeah. Gone are the days where we could just have like a one story to tell and have that story compared to someone else's story. Now we have mm-hmm. to judge things based off of like the value of the games as a service and stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we've, we've waxed poetic on this long enough. I'm sure there's other stuff that came out or happened this week that we could definitely dive into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, BlizzCon also uh, gave us Machine Games news, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Machine Games. Did you want to? Did you want to no, no, go for it? Go for it. Okay. Uh, Machine Games is getting a second studio, which is pretty darn cool. Of course, the Machine Games, they're known for the Wolfenstein series. Uh, they put out New Order in 2014, which I I absolutely fell in love with. Uh, they've done stuff with the Quake remasters as remasters as far as the like different expansions they gave to those retro games. Um, they are putting this new studio in Sweden, which is neat. And they're aiming to be fully staffed by 2025. Uh, and a- as far as we know, Machine Games' primary focus right now is the new Indiana Jones game, uh, which is, I think, over half done was the last the update we got. Um, I still question the excitement for Indiana Jones, uh, even though like I'm going to play it. I know Butch is going to play. He talked about that in our in our conversation the other night. Like I know a lot of people are going to play it for sure, but I don't know if the character is relevant enough, but I'm still if it's a great game and confined experience people are in. Um, but cool to see Machine Games getting a second studio. I love these second studios within a main, a main one because they lead to games like Grounded, Pentiment, uh, and some of these other smaller experiences within the studios. So I think this is really cool news. What do you think? 
I'm glad that they're doing it. And in the wake of having so many studios and publishers lay off people, it's nice to see that there's some growth and expansion within studios as well, too. Uh, I know like uh, Sea of Thieves just announced that they're they're now partnering with another studio to do more work on Sea of Thieves uh, or Rare is. So having Machine Games do that as well is fantastic. I I hope that this opens up the opportunity for more young uh, developers to get into the game industry as well as help kind of harbor some of the older developers as well to make sure that they have a safe haven as well too. Wolfenstein, a uh, fantastic game. Um, I know a lot of folks were kind of uh, bummed about the new, the Youngblood stuff, yeah, but I think with Indiana Jones coming down the line, the relevance is is negligible if it's a good game. Um, I, IP can take you uh, pretty far, but if if the IP isn't relative, then it's going to have to live and breathe off of the the actual quality of the game and i think machine games is a fantastic studio so i'm not too worried about whatever the gameplay i have more faith in indiana jones as a game than i do of robocop rogue city hmm i mean that makes sense given the the expectations of machine games and being first party um and and a, a fair point um i'm still gonna get robocop on sale one day. <laughs> i wanted to bring that up i had definitely to throw that in there yeah, I don't even like RoboCop, but I like those kind of games. Terminator Resistance <laughs> was my jam. I loved I got the 1K on that one. I'm going to get the super like whatever edition so I can replay through that. I love Terminator, but like RoboCop, I never got into. Um, it was scary when I was a kid. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for this one. Machine Games, dope, cool. Uh, look, can we take a moment? I know we have some smaller stories and a ton of listener questions, but We've talked so much about games that have released lately because because September, October, so crazy in terms of high quality releases across first party uh, and third party and even like rival companies. It's been incredible. But Game Pass has been taking care of its subscribers. Uh, and, and Game yeah. Pass was in the news this past week because there was like an HR problem with like giving pe- Game Pass benefits to xbox employees something that they've always gotten uh Mm -hmm. dating all the way back to xbox live gold back in the day and i saw so like so so rough not quite three hundred thousand employees would have lost access to game pass ultimate in 2024 uh with this new hr benefits decision phil spencer saw it he wasn't aware of it stepped in changed it fixed whatnot but i saw some youtubers like doing game pass gonna lose a quarter million subscribers it's like okay all right (laughs) Yeah. calm down settle uh <laughs> but i still got a kick out of like seeing those thumbnails i was like you're dumb uh whatever i put phil spencer in my thumbnail so i guess like, i can't be too too judgmental but still i was like come on uh that said that said uh cool to see game pass taking care of its people like you know starfield and, and forza arrived but in october forza was there uh warhammer forty thousand, gotham knights was in there dead space remake showed yeah. up i thought it was the original that's Dead that's dead space remake a game of the year caliber game yep. in october blew, blows my mind if you have not played dead space uh remake do it it is so good mm-hmm. um logan you should not play it um <laughs> city city skyline you, sh- you, you could play the first 20 minutes <laughs> i've I've played the original uh dead space on mobile and i i got about <laughs> to the first 30 minutes and then i was like no i'm good um they're like well, wear yeah. headphones, and I was like, okay. <laughs> well, don't play a Dead Space remake then. 
but I want you to have that experience. That's the problem with like when you say you can't play sword. Like Resident Evil Seven is incredible. I know you can't do it, but it's just so good. Dead Space yeah. remake is so good. I think you play RE4. I, I still stand by that. That's the thing is like I I've I've played through Village a fair amount. Like I I'm working my way to the castle, uh, but I I, I mean I haven't picked it up because it's on PlayStation right now. So I haven't I haven't played my PlayStation that much. But I mean like. I, I've watched all of seven. I've watched mm-hmm. all of eight. I've watched mm-hmm. all of four. And eight I've watched a, Call of Duty, which I get a huh? kick out of eight. At the end, like the last two levels of eight are just Call of Duty. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. The, yeah. There's that's a whole a whole different conversation. But I mean, like yeah. those games, like you're you're not wrong about like Game Pass. Like Game Pass is like I'm I'm willing to jump into Gotham Knights and give it a chance uh, and, and see what that's like. But there's also like the indies are still coming in too. Mm-hmm. Like we're still getting tons and tons of really good indie games. So we were even having this debate about um, like a dragon Gaiden uh, mm-hmm. actually showing up because that was one that's coming out on November 9th uh, to game pass. And ninth. L- ninth. L- huh? ninth. ninth. you're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's coming out on the ninth. That is a day one game pass game. I can't find it in the game pass actual like store, mm-hmm. but Xbox Wire has has announced it that we've seen articles on it. I checked the website. It even says has Game Pass on it as well too, but like like a Dragon Gaiden, the the um the man who erased his name was all one that a lot of people were very excited about when we saw the uh, the trailers for. And I haven't heard anyone talking about this. Where's the where where do you get the news in for for this? If you're Sega and <laughs> if you're Game Pass because you've had you know, top tier AAA releases from first party with Mario Wonder and and Sony uh, with Spider Man Two. Then you had Forza and Starfield for Xbox. Then Activision's uh, acquisition means they've got to promote Call of Duty. Uh, BlizzCon just happened. You've got the smaller indie games in Game Pass like Dusant, which you need to give some attention to. Uh, City Skylines Two was in there. So like, when does Sega get a moment? Right? Yeah. How do they get in there? And I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. But but this pairs to another story in in some ways with uh, Like a Dragon and, and just Yakuza in general. Like, the interest from Japanese-style games is going up. And Xbox even outsold PlayStation uh, this for, like, this window of time in Japan, right? Like, that's cool. Admittedly, that's never going to be, like, a mainstay thing, right? Like, nobody should be thinking, oh, the tide's turning or not. Um, yeah. But like Xbox is doing so well to build relationships with its publishers that seeing like a dragon come straight into Game Pass or, or the man who raised his name come straight into Game Pass, along with a bunch of other Yakuza games. It makes sense that more Xboxes are being sold in Japan in general, um, whether they surpass PlayStation or not. That's not going to be a thing. But like a week removed from Spider-Man or two weeks removed from Spider-Man, you know, two weeks or a week removed from new a new Yakuza. That's cool to see right yeah like that's really cool to see that uh it's happening and i'm i'm stoked for it i will never play yakuza anything i don't i'd try it it's not my thing um that's weird because why is it weird because it is an it's an action adventure game it's it's a it's a button masher it's like devil may cry but in japan i don't like devil may cry oh, okay is that weird mm, no because like, i mean I, it's it's action adventure, but it, I mean it's not like IP based. So y- you like that because it's 
like you like Batman, you like Spider-Man. It's mm-hmm. the same same general like uh, uh, like uh, category as mm-hmm. far as like gameplay, but it is not IP based so or or licensed. So it's not going to initially draw you in. I think if you actually sat down and played like the Yakuza games, not the um, I wouldn't say like you'd probably want to play uh, the the ones that are more like the turn based. That's probably not your jam like mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the original ones were kind of like just action smash, you know, runner. It's like playing uh, open world Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. it's Yakuza. I enjoyed parts of the of Street Fighter Six's open world thing. I had a blast yeah. with, with that. But but only once I look like a Ninja Turtle. So I feel like maybe that's an IP thing. Yeah, it, it really does. It has to pull on your heartstrings and your heartstrings yeah. are tied to IP. Yeah, and maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. If anybody else is like that, drop a comment or a note or something, because I'm curious, like, how niche is my interest on that kind of stuff? You, you just know? talked about how how egregious it is that the new hero in Overwatch 2 isn't Master Chief. It is very much an IP based thing. <laughs> Right, but I'm curious if I'm if it's just me that's like that. No, that yeah, yeah. Like that. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, Spider-Man 2 sold millions of copies day one. It is most definitely a thing that people like tie or, or like are tied to. Fair, fair. Um, <laughs> did you see the comment we got like a week ago or whatever? <laughs> like, you should be the PlayStation expansion pass. It should <laughs> be the PlayStation expansion pass. Well, we thought we about it, that? okay? <laughs> like, sorry, I enjoyed a game. We need the Nintendo... The Nintendo, uh, what's the name of their their thing? The, theirs is the the Nintendo Expansion Pack. So we could pack. do the Nintendo Expansion Pass as well too. Mm, that's true. Just do it that's all. True. You know that's what? Right. You we'll know just... what? Whatever. What I do, what I want. You know. Yeah. God, console wars are so stupid. I just don't understand it. I hate um, PlayStation. <laughs> oh, they're the worst. But yo, to to round out Game Pass for November, also looking good. War Tales is in there. Football managers in there. Dungeons three is in there. The Manor Race's name, which we talked about, and then in like Wild Hearts, that was that Monster Hunter S game that mm-hmm. EA made. Um, didn't do well commercially, but for all intents and purposes, it's a very good game. Game yeah. Pass might give that some some life there. Um, also, don't don't sleep on Thirsty Suitors. That's that's going to be a it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, kind of like the oh, of course I just blanked on the name of it. Um, but that, that's going to be one of those games that I think people are going to be talking about. Like it takes two that Isn't is a like really a dating thing. It's a, it is a dating game, but it's also like a cooking game. It's hmm. there's, it's going, it's a good game. It's, it's going to be something that a lot of people are talking about, but it's one of those ones where you have to be open to playing a new experience in genres that you may not be. Mm. traditionally drawn to but i think if you give yourself that opportunity in a in the right mind space you'll find that it's a fun experience gotcha well game pass is good for that like, yeah, game, game pass, pass is, is great for that so cool 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 um if anybody that's seen uh oh my god brooklyn 99 knows that joke that's cool hey uh did you see no you did see it you put it in our notes but we talked about it and i'd like you to bring up the the functionality of like non-licensed or controllers yeah yeah so i this think is, it's great and you think it's horrible and we're both wrong well no right. i think it's i think there's i think there's going to be casualties as a result of this uh mm-hmm. this change so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. xbox is removing unlicensed controller functionality from their consoles um on november 12th 
the caveat to this is that anything that's connected up to the adaptive controller will still have functionality and that's because mm -hmm. of the the nature and the design of using controllers that are easily accessible that are cost less to lower the cost of investment for a lot of charities who do work for that stuff which i'm i love that well, kind of stuff hold on we didn't we didn't actually say what's happening did we i'm getting there i'm getting okay there. you're going backwards to, to get to the front okay yes so okay. aside from the adaptive controller connectivity any third-party xbox controller is not going to be able to connect up to xbox hardware uh they're removing anything that isn't licensed because of multiple reasons there is some speculation that was reported on by windows game central uh that said that it might be or windows central um that it might be an expansion to their wireless program which mm -hmm. currently is a is a pain point for a lot of third-party controllers a lot of third-party controllers are wired mm -hmm. and if they expand the wireless functionality through their licensing program that means a lot more controllers that are like the scuff controllers or the mad cats you know mm -hmm. what have you um power a will be able to build xbox controllers using the same wireless functionality that the that the first party controllers have and benefit mm -hmm. from um the biggest issue that comes from this is there is a large fighting community that all have like arcade sticks and those arcade sticks most typically are not licensed and because mm -hmm. of that a lot of those expensive fight sticks which most people generally only have like maybe one maybe two at most are not going to be working on the, after the 12th of November, mm -hmm. which is pretty short notice. Um, so the thing is, is that this is going to harm a lot of uh, local tournaments where people bring their own joysticks and they just use an Xbox with with the game and they use they plug in their joystick to that. They may have to switch over to licensed sticks uh, mm -hmm. that everyone has to use to, to do their stuff, um, kind of like how they do like professional tournaments and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. it's it's. Uh, it, the, overall the the reason for this is if you get a controller and it has like a usb stick and it's the third party but it's not licensed there's no guarantee that there isn't some sort of hijacking software built into that joystick and once you plug it in it can hijack and steal your information or lock you out or do a lot of malware issues there's a security risk involved with non-licensed uh, uh, hardware um, you should always be trying to purchase stuff that is licensed because you know that there are uh, safety measures in place as well too if you buy a third-party controller and you stick it into your hardware and it is not licensed there is an opportunity for it to not uh, pull power properly which could overheat the advice the device which could cause a small fire and then you're liable and with lithium ion batteries there is a huge risk uh with with stuff that when it catches fire you get out of the house you don't try and save it um so there are safety as well as security risks involved with unlicensed hardware that they're trying to shore up this is not mm -hmm. something that is is unlike what nintendo and sony do but mm -hmm. There is a community of gamers out there that do use unlicensed sticks for games especially with fighting that will be impacted, unfortunately. I think casualties of the program is a better way to put it than some of the people have been spinning it. I agree with you uh, that it stinks for those communities. I was not bothered by hearing this story uh, because I do want that stuff to go through certain like quality 
quality uh, management type things yeah to your to, for, for all that stuff and like some of the pictures of the the controllers that weren't working windows central put out a few and there are a few like floating around socials they really do look like the the knockoff of the knockoff like not your player two controller but like your player four controller yeah um, from back in the day and like that okay fine like maybe maybe it should maybe it shouldn't i don't think this is different than nintendo or playstation or anything else um it does stink if it's what you got and now you got to buy something new that does suck um, yeah and i'm sorry but it does kind of help with safety it helps with cheaters uh in a lot of ways and the fgc the fighting game community um if they're they're one if they're one they're not one thing if they're not whatever they're very adaptive they are very good at at finding their experience and, and creating it uh to the best of their possible potential yeah th- this is a this is a transition pain mm-hmm. um that we'll have to go through and it sucks but it's going to be for the better in the long run mm-hmm. it, there's just a there's just a big pain point and the risks to other people in the rest of the world that may not have licensed con- or hardware are probably going to hopefully protect people save lives than if this didn't get pushed through it's it's a law that is it's a it's a rule or a policy that's getting put into place that is intended to um shore up some of the hazards or risks involved with unlicensed hardware Mm -hmm. yep yep all right logan well uh i'd like to read a review of the talos principle 2 if you don't mind yeah uh talos principle 2 came out uh and it's it's out there reviews are out there but our own ellery uh they were willing to play the game for us uh put a good amount of time into it and write us review for the show uh this comes from ellery the talos principle 2 is a puzzle game i've always wanted but never realized i've seen this game described as a philosophical puzzle game but it is much more than that At its core, it explores the extinction of biological humanity and the journey to understand how it came to be in order to avoid a similar fate, which is accomplished through an open-world RPG experience. The puzzles use tools and equipment like optics, boxes, fans, etc., which you can use for successful completion of gaining access to the final area. I found myself on multiple occasions dipping into the hyper-immersive state when working to to solve them. The main story puzzles start out just challenging enough to not be a burden or tedious to get through, but not too complicated that you can't solve them and proceed through the story. The puzzles get harder as the story progresses, and each new level adds new tools in order to keep things interesting. There are harder puzzles as each level, uh, in each level as well that I have yet to solve, but I would imagine, uh, but I would imagine add something new to the story. Everything feels like it has a purpose in the Talos Principle 2, and therefore gameplay is quite engaging. I really appreciate that the lore connects to our present real-life 2023 uh, and our real-life future. The, the way that the AI speak about the biological humans is at times entertaining and other times sobering, and many times it's left me deep in thought. There is also lore about present the present in-game timeline, which is quite intriguing, uh, with a few unknowns lingering for the AI population, as well as some disagreement on how to proceed forward, which provides a subtle sense of tension. This game is a gem for anyone curious about the philosophical state of our existence, both from a survivability aspect as well as from a sense of purpose aspect. 
That is Ellery's review of the Talos Principle 2. Uh, sounds like if you're interested in puzzle-solving games, it's extremely good. Uh, they have waxed poetic about it in our Discord a number of times. So I'm excited to see kind of if any of our other community are playing Talos Principle 2, because it's not the game that I play. Mr. Call of Duty shoot things this week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'm glad that we have folks that are willing to jump on these games to give us their impressions and stuff as well, too, because I it's it's again one of those things that I probably wouldn't have had time to jump into just because of the mindset that I'm in and the stuff that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. It's like a 20, 40 hour game, depending on how you play it. I feel like if I pre ordered that, I'd want at least a week. <laughs> Uh, that's funny um we got a number of questions one of them ties into one of our topics uh let's see i had one that i wanted to oh okay uh anubis the, the xbox gamer wrote in over on twitter and said black friday is nearing what are you hoping to grab uh for a great deal i'm waiting for an ssd to drop um i'm waiting for those cards to go on sale because i want to get one of those expansion cards for sure Mm, um yeah but we've got all these games logan that we are planning to play at some point and i know i'm waiting for a few of them to go on sale like some of them i have and i want to go back to like mirage uh phantom liberty everspace 2 uh, motorfest but like also sonic superstars i'm definitely getting that if it goes on sale i'm definitely getting an uh the the expansion cards kind of thing if they go on sale um there was another game that we didn't get a code for that I want to get when it goes on sale. I just can't remember what it is. Um, the, what about you? Is it the one that came out just before Mortals of Avium? Yeah, that other... that's it. What was that? I don't know. It wasn't Forspoken, but it was something. Endless was... Sand? That's all right. <laughs> you were on sand. <laughs> you 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 played Atlas Fallen. Sand. Atlas Fallen, yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I'm still... I'm still kind of like, I don't know, man, my whole life has been on Xbox uh, for the last like three months. So there's very little that like Spider-Man 2, uh, like on the back burner, Mario Wonder, I'm still kind of iffy about getting uh, Mario RPG is kind of there. But like, I mean, I've also like missed out on like the Pikmin games, like one and two and four. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind having those, but. I don't know, man. I I genuinely feel sated right now with the options that I have available that I just haven't put the time into. Mm -hmm. So like outside of like knowing that they're probably going to have uh, a a, like a 20 percent deal on Modern Warfare 3 on Black Friday, Mm -hmm. where I'll probably pick it up then because it's like historically they release it like at the beginning of November ending mm-hmm. and end of october and then it goes on sale on black friday and i always end up buying it before black friday because everyone's mm-hmm. playing it um i will probably hold off for that uh i don't know there's really not like i'm i'm, I'm more interested now waiting for like avatar frontiers mm-hmm. of pandora to come out than anything else right now like everything else is kind of like in the in, on the on the sidelines for me and i haven't i can't think of anything that i that I'm I'm like waiting for a deal for. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, but it does kind of it ties into a different question because I I have stuff I'm waiting for, but it's also just a time thing. But Jam Pack Sam uh wrote in uh he wrote in over on Discord, he's one of our patrons. He said, um, out of all the games that have come out this year, what's one that you still want to go back and check out after the crazy season is over? Yeah. 
and if you're sated, like, is there one that you're like, you know what, I do want to get back to that sooner rather than later? Yeah, actually, uh, I want to, there's uh, three. Um, I want to, uh, I want to finish up uh, Star Wars Jedi. Uh, mm-hmm. I still want to finish up uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Those are like the two that I keep thinking about jumping into. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I want to dive into Dead Island 2. Because uh, they just oh, had the new right. DLC drop, and mm-hmm. I want to see like I've I've had all these Twitch drops that I've unlocked over the mm-hmm. over the like the months, um, but I have not gotten to actually like jump into that game and play through it and stuff. So I and I want to uh, do that um, before the year is ending. I I liked Dead Island too, and it, you know it's funny is like and we've had a similar conversation before about like review scores and what does a score mean comparing games and whatnot. Seeing games like Modern Warfare 3's campaign get a four or a five, and then seeing Dead Island yeah. get like a seven or an eight in some cases, it's very confusing to me. Yeah. Um, but it's a further proof that like it's an opinion and it's okay. You know? And it is okay. The, the people that are doing the reviews, because that's the crazy thing is I as we and not to to harm on this, but I do want to address uh the the review thing with Modern Warfare 3. Um, a lot of folks are comparing other games review scores to the review score for Modern Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like apples and oranges because it's not always done by the same reviewer. Like mm-hmm. maybe pick a game that they reviewed as well and and you know compare what they what their opinion is of one game versus another game from the same person. Yeah, and don't don't use a review score to fuel a console war. That's not helpful and it's not useful. Comparing Starfield to Mar- Mario Wonder or spider-man it's not how it works it's just not yeah. how it works and if one thing's clear from us talking about all of this it's that tastes are different and that's okay you want taste to be different and the nice thing about the game pass updates the releases this year there are so many amazing games that i'm never going to get a chance to play or don't have interest in playing because my interests don't align with them but there's still stuff within my interest level that i'm like yes i'm in let's go and that's the part that's very frustrating is people will say i'm not playing this game because it's on this system or i'm not checking this out because it's like yeah that's, you're missing out like if you've got the money and interest and time do it don't hold yourself away from a good experience just because it yep. doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense definitely what else oh, we got there. uh rune came wrote in over on twitter uh and said street fighter 6 or mortal the new mortal Kombat. i've always been a mortal Kombat guy but man oh man street fighter 6 is literally the best fighting game i've ever played i think i might just pick up an 8-bit do uh arcade stick for xbox uh which brings me to another question what are your experiences with arcade sticks fight sticks and other recommendations uh do you have i am with you rune street fighter 6 is the best fighting game ever made i love it absolutely love it with the asterisks that um, I only played the betas for the new Mortal Kombat. That's when we didn't get a code for and monies and time was like, I'm not going to be able to get to it. Maybe that's yeah. a Black Friday pickup for me. But Street Fighter 6 is my jam. I've always preferred Street Fighter over Mortal Kombat. I've always preferred the guest fighters in Mortal Kombat and Injustice over Street Fighter. Like I have Mortal Kombat 11. I've been playing with Spawn uh, here and there. I hate that Spawn is a, um, a whole direction, not like a half circle character. Um, but like... I, I've always loved the characters that are added to Mortal Kombat. They have better guests than Street Fighter, but uh, Street Fighter you, Six, man, so good. Did you see that Omni Man trailer? I did. Yeah, <sighs> that looks good. Yeah, it I does can't look wait. Good. It does look good. I will definitely get Mortal Kombat One at some point for sure. Yeah. So, 
just money's in time and and fight sticks i had a street fighter 4 fight stick loved it i have one for fighting games now but i re- encountered very painfully i might add that i'm not good with fight sticks anymore and having gone from like being so freaking good at street fighter 4 at the time to just being an old man can't do anything i uh I, I no longer use my bite stick, even though I have this brilliant one that I got for Street Fighter 6. Might as well be dead and gone at this point. God, you're terrible. How dare you? What about you? Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat, fight sticks? Uh, dude, I have no experience with fight sticks. The last time I touched a fight stick was was when I went to an arcade and I got my ass handed to... Oh, sorry. Uh, I got I got my butt handed to me uh, in sorry, Mortal Red Kombat. Beast. Sorry about the kids. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was talking about a, uh, uh, I was talking about a donkey. Um, I got I got a I got a donkey handed to me in mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. arcade uh, when I was weird. playing Mortal Kombat trilogy uh, or three, uh, all, like the Ultimate Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Mortal Kombat. I think Mortal Kombat's the better franchise in my opinion. I think the fatalities make it for me. Uh, it's nowadays. I think the guests are fantastic. I think they do a great job. I can't wait to see the Omni Man versus. Um, Oh, what's his name? Peacekeeper? No. Homelander? Homelander. Uh Homelander. Um to see the 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 fights, uh, you know, like the the superhero battles between them, I think will be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the dialogue between them. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as arcade sticks go, I have no idea. I wish you the best of luck. A bit duos, a bit of a mixed bag in my history. Like I have some stuff that's from them that works fine. I have some stuff that that doesn't work fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've got like a, a control stick. Nope. Where'd he go? I don't know Where'd where it is. I, I have a uh, an eight bit duo. Like I have a TV remote that's an mm-hmm. IR sensor one that works, mm-hmm. but I have had it like on my desk for so long that the vibrations that I have from just like using my desk on a regular basis have like messed it up. So mm-hmm. I love 8-Bit Duo. I think they do great work. I think that some of their stuff is not quite up to par with like quality that I expect out of like a third party stuff, but mm-hmm. they do make good stuff. I would just, I would shop around as well too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Uh, let's see here. Question from Ellery. Uh, in our patron discord what single player game do you play on a recurring basis that's a good question lately i've been playing all the new stuff so i don't have one lately um yeah i don't have one lately but like i'm going back to starfield i still dabble in redfall since the update um a lot of the stuff i've been playing new because it's new for coverage yeah (sighs) If I were if I was to go back to there will always like Super Mario Brothers three will be the game that I always go back to. Um, I could sit down and play through four or five worlds of Mario uh, Mario Brothers three any day of the week and be sated. I I really could. Uh, it's it's just one of those games that I know front to back. I I know all the little secrets and stuff like that. If there's ever a time where I don't have something I want to play, but I want to jump into something. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be that. But as, as far as like single player, that's probably it. Um, maybe I would say like Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. uh, or Ocarina of Time um, would be next after that. Mm-hmm. But I really don't, I don't have enough. I have too much other stuff that I want to jump into that I have 
the time to justify going back to something that I've finished already. Um, I'm, I'm constantly looking for multiplayer experiences that are kind of repetitive, but mm-hmm. I haven't really had a reason to jump into anything single player more than, more than just the once. I think I go back to the Batman games sometimes, like the Arkham games. Mm. But oftentimes when I go back to a single player game, it's by way of like a remaster or a remake, you know? Yeah. That tends to be what happens. Um, at least at this current point. I, I mean, I often play through the Halo campaigns or something like that. That happens. Gears. I'm going to go back to Gears at some point. So uh, let's see here. This one comes from Todd Oxtra over on Twitter, and he's a patron. He says, do you expect an Xbox streaming box to still happen, or do you think we'll see Xbox partner with some some more set-top boxes and TVs and just include a three-month Game Pass Ultimate code and have the app pre-installed? You want to take this one first? I think we're going to app first. I don't think we're getting the streaming box. I think that the streaming box was an idea. I think the partnership with Samsung has proven that you don't need the box. You can just get the app in there. Same, similar to how Apple has an Apple TV, but now their app mm-hmm. is everywhere, so they don't need Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll we'll see that first. I think you're going to see the streaming box. I think it's going to happen, so I'm a little bit of a disagreement with Logan, but I think that's more to get the people it, uh, something they can purchase to feel like they bought something right? Like to get your late adopters in, not your early adopters. I think the app is the main way to do it. And the box is a limited release to certain areas. Parts of the country will be more stocked with it than others. And like, it's, it's a late adopter approach versus an early adopter approach. I think there's a difference in strategy in the two. I'm surprised they haven't had a Samsung deal where they include a controller with the purchase of a TV. They do. That, that's been a thing. Oh, do they? Well, let me let me not speak out of my ass here. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, a donkey? I know. I, know. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I remember seeing multiple reports over the years of that happening as Game Pass apps became a thing. Uh-huh. So that was, a, that was a, th- a thing there. Okay. Question from Edward Varnell over on Twitter. Are you looking forward to your Xbox stats for 2023? And do you try to improve in some areas after seeing them? Um, I always look forward to those like wrap ups, those number crunch things because they're interesting. Xbox has done a good job with it, like where your avatar could walk around and like look at different aspects. The 20 year thing was amazing. But no, I never worry about like trying to improve or adjust those things. I just think it's a fun walk down memory lane. Um, it The more what I do, Edward, for improving something would be like trying to get achievements. Achievements are memories for me. So like sometimes if I love a game or whatnot and I want to get the one K it's building a memory or trying to accomplish something. It's not about the number. It's about the memory made with it. So like when I one K Terminator, I was enjoying the Terminator Easter eggs, right? When I got the platinum in Spider-Man two, it's cause I was making memories with that game. That's how I tend to look at it. Not so much the number uh, that's associated with it. Yeah. I don't really focus on, on mine like i get them and i check them out and stuff but i've honestly never really like because because for a long time it was like destiny 2 and sea of thieves destiny 2 and sea of thieves destiny 2 and sea of thieves like those were the only two games i really dove into um so i don't really i don't really get too much value out of the xbox stats i love seeing the conversation around what games people were interested in that they were surprised about uh, and as far as areas that I, I that I try to improve on, I I really 
like, again, kind of going back to the beginning of our conversation for this episode, because of my competitive nature, I try to stay away from stuff like that because I, I can go down that rabbit hole and that can be dangerous territory for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to stay away from putting too much pressure on myself uh, regarding like areas of improvement or things like that. Like every time like my my work review thing comes around, I'm like, I showed up. I did my job. I don't need to, I don't need to better myself as far as like getting a new position in a higher role. Like I don't want that stress. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's a good point. I like it. I like it. I think at times I've done that where I've stressed myself out over something. Yeah. And that's, that's, I stop having fun that way. I, I like when folks are able to take a moment to kind of see like, ah, oh, you know, I was so close to getting this. Maybe I could go work on this in, in this game and, and knock that out. I think that's Agreed. cool when you see like we get those uh, those achievement notifications all the time on Xbox where you're like, hey, you're 90 percent of the, the way done with this Sea of Thieves commendation. I'm like, homie, that's like 50 hours worth of work for that 10 percent. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate you letting me know I'm that close, but that's a lot of time. <laughs> I'll get there. That's a good point. I agree. Well, my friend, I think it is that time. Unless I've missed something. We had a no. pack. We're time? under an hour 30. Dang it. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. All right, guys. In that case, uh, you can find me on all your socials at Insipid Ghost. And you can support XCP by liking, sharing, subscribing, checking us out on patreon.com slash Patreon slash Xbox Expansion Pass. Um, but really, it's just awesome to be with you guys for another week. You are amazing, and we appreciate you listening. Logan, where can they find you? Uh, over on Threads and Twitter, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Check out the Keelhauled podcast if you'd like Sea of Thieves. Otherwise, I'll be in the Discord for XEP. Thank you again to DJ Hero for the, the awesome merch. And also, just to say, like, if you guys have any advice on things you do to keep yourself from getting too toxic uh, when it comes to competitive games, I don't mind the advice. that's gonna be it for us guys have a fantastic rest of your week take care